Good job by us for uh, uh, not betting the coin toss. A plus, guys. Because Who bets the coin toss? If you're Dang. betting the coin toss, you are allowed to call the 1-800-GAMBLER in your state. Yes, you are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And boys, it is the final show of the NFL season. The big game is here. And I don't know if we're allowed to say Super Bowl, but it is Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Woo! Dangles, Dangles, I don't know if you've been driving around, but there's a lot of people out in the L.A. streets that don't know a fuck shit about driving, and it oh is chaotic out here. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be can, a great game. You can tell. I was actually in Inglewood the other day for uh, for work doing some reporting on the Super Bowl, and I, I, I set it all up. I left the Pasadena area, which is like a 45-minute drive approximately from Inglewood with zero traffic. And I thought, oh, I'll leave around noon. I won't hit any traffic. I'll go. I'll get what I need. I'll, it'll be a couple hours, and I'll leave. And, you know, Rush Hour really doesn't pick up even through downtown Los Angeles, you know, until 4 or 5 o'clock. It was 3, and it was packed. You could tell. It's you chaos. could tell people are here. They don't know how to drive. Uh, which is actually not kind of par for the course from California because there are so many transplants from all over the country that also don't know how to drive. Sometimes it's hard to lose or it's hard to keep track of the tourists amidst all of the transplants that live here in Los Angeles. But I have been out on the roads. I have been over in Inglewood around and on the stadium campus, and it's uh, it's wild. It's absolute chaos. And Shay for the Sharp, uh, prices are coming down. If you want to pay only now 3800 to go see the game, come on, travel down here. You can stay on Dangles' couch. You know, it is tempting. It is tempting to um, deal with traveling cross country and paying uh, that amount of um, coin for, uh, you know, the Super Bowl. Uh, but I have to say, guys, my wife just told me what's on the menu on Sunday and the guest list at our house. I'm staying put here, boys. I'm staying put. Uh, before we go forward, with today is all about the props. It is the propaganda show. Each of the hosts here are going to be giving out five props to take on Super Bowl Sunday. We'll also give out a bet for the side and total at the end of the show. Again, you've heard it here before, 13-5 and five in last year's Super Bowl. we got big britches to fill in from last year, boys. I'm excited to do it. I love the props that I'm giving out i will say though uh this has nothing to do with the super bowl i just want to give a free promo a free plug to the people that i met earlier this week with the gaming society because we're doing a bunch of olympic coverage yours truly went curling for the first time ever at the <laughs> southern at the southern california curling center the and hotbed this is, of curling southern california where else do people learn to curl except Sunny Southern California. Listen, this is not a paid promo. I had the time of my life at this place. The facility is amazing. The guy who owns it and runs it, a guy named Peter, he's an aerospace engineer that's younger than I am, made his money in the aerospace world and then devoted his life to this curling facility because it's his love of the game. And they started this company in March of 2020. 
weren't able to open until July of 2021 because of the pandemic. And so, as you know, every small business is struggling out there. But if you have any interest whatsoever, it costs like $30 to join a league. They'll teach you how to do it. The guy said it best. He said, we'll teach you how to throw uh, We'll teach you how to throw the rock in an hour, and you'll spend the rest of your life perfecting it. It is addicting. It is a blast. And I highly recommend anyone living uh, listening to this show that lives in Southern California, head down to the Southern California Curling Center. You're going to have a blast, and you will absolutely see Tony Squares there, and maybe Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio. Maybe. Maybe. Just, hey. just maybe. Hey, look, I grew up playing hockey, all right? So I'm already comfortable on skates. I've known how to see skate since I was a kid. I'm sure it, it's probably a little you different. You skates when you around. curl, Matthew. What, whatever. I'm comfortable, on, I'm comfortable <laughs> on ice. I will use skates. I will be the first curler to make the Olympics in 2026. Look for me in Italy, breaking boundaries as the first skater ever to curl on hockey skates. I'll be there. Book it. What I would give for Dangle's first curling league game for him run out in the reek with fucking ice skates on. I mean, it's going to oh be, it's, God, if you, like, if you awesome. watch The Office, it'll be exactly like, you know, Michael when he goes to public skate yes. that time with everybody else, just like spraying people with snow. Dangle's, I think we'd have a blast. But yeah, that place was awesome. Uh, this is the propaganda. We're going to get into the props bright and early here. No use beating around the bush, but I will start off. Uh, we just talked about how much fun I had and how happy I was, but I'm going to go now to a somber note, a Sad, sad note. Uh, and it has to do with a, a prop bet that is one of my favorites to take every year, one that I've take, hit six out of seven times. Uh, I was very excited to get back on the horse this year. And uh, I was—I even talked about last podcast that I was going to give out the first ever first song of the halftime show bet, get back on the horse to do it. So excited. Did all my research. I listened to Dr. Dre nonstop over the past few days. And the bad news is the first song of the halftime show has been leaked to the public Ah. and uh i was down to three contenders at the end there and one of my contenders has gone from a plus 600 bet to now minus 500 at most books it is going to be the next episode is going to open up the halftime show with the dr dre extravaganza and uh la da 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 it's a sad way for me to not make this bet on this show very angry about it very very angry about it but drew there's no use making the bet the, the market knows. Vegas knows. If the leak has happened, it's a guarantee. Minus 500 is a guarantee. Am I right? Well, I mean, that would be an implied odds of, uh, let's just say, the expectations are that will happen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, every year, guys, we see more and more with the, you know, the evolution of social media and, you know, real time Twitter, blah, blah, blah. It's like. It, all these edges are gone for these novelty props. I mean, all the pros have talked about it up, up leading this game, the national anthem. And now the books are being smart and, yeah. uh, you know, making really small limits on these things. So probably better places to place your money on these games. But if, if by chance you actually have inside information and your book has a number, hangs a number that is pretty good and you have an actually decent limit on it, why the hell would you tell anyone? I know. Don't expose <laughs> yourself. It, drives, it ruins for everybody. Jump Just, you know, that. have a little like, yeah, have a telephone, you know, like I, I and you guys know from last year, I was lucky enough to have a little, uh, let's just call it a, <clears throat> a local shop was a little tardy in taking that number down for the, the national anthem. And I actually maxed out uh, my <laughs> limit 
on that bet and I was successful. So thank you very much. Ah, it sucks. It's my favorite bet of the year to make. It's a real tough way to start off this show. But hey, we each have five props coming up. Do you boys have any props that didn't make the cut? Any props that you were thinking about taking that didn't make you top five? Because I do have a few honorable mentions here. Shay for the Sharp, do you have anything? Yeah, well, I, I want to get some of these out of the way quickly, Tony, because we, we, you talked about you know the, the song Minus 500 uh, with that price and how that's implied probability of that most likely will happen. Yeah. And so many people especially without huge bankrolls or maybe new to the game, see that number and, and they don't even want to touch it. Um, and rightfully so. Who wants to lay 50 bucks to win 10, right? I, I, I did see one prop earlier this week that's still available. That is actually at minus 500, but it's a Schaefer the Sharp guarantee. And if you ever want to make an easy $20, I mean, I know you have to risk $100, but you literally don't have to take your finger off the bill because someone's going to hand you 20 right back, minus 500. <laughs> it's the uh the the team to win the coin toss to defer if you go back to these teams uh throughout the year they have deferred every time the yeah. Bengals and the Rams have deferred every time so again i'm not telling you to like risk uh more than you're comfortable with that is going to happen that's minus 500 i'm sure not many people will take it but if you want to get to defer that's that that's that's as good as you can get i like that i like that a lot maybe i'll just play next episode no matter what just knowing that i got it right once again even though it's it's pretty much uh open information at this point a couple of ones that are fun that i've taken in the past few years but the price point has come down as drew said the books have gotten too smart uh two and a half players to uh make a pass attempt i love taking the over but it's plus 155 not really worth the risk and the two-point conversion there will be a successful one at plus 250 i love that bet too but again plus 250 is too tough to risk that one shape of the sharp uh, a pick six to happen in this game if Ooh. they how if they played this game five times in a row in some random metaverse land if they played this game five times in a row do you think a pick six occurs in one of those games at least once i i, I would probably lean toward the yes that's plus 500 but think about i mean i just i i don't know i was i was just thinking about how many super bowls how how many can you think of like great games that came down to it or whatever, where there was a huge defensive play that helped put them there. James Harrison's fumble return, the Brandon Graham strip sack of, of Brady. There are others out there, but just th- you know, think about Ty Law. All of this stuff is, is you know, you have to have a big defensive play from someone if you're going to get there. It can't just be slinging the whole time. Your defense has to come through. Tony Squares, a good, I, I, I heard this from, I actually, I, I want to give him credit, but I literally have listened to so much uh, content this week. I can't uh, recall who specifically said this, but it was a really good piece of advice. If, if that prop that you have in front of you, so plus 500 for a pick six, yeah. does it have a no option? Does it have a no option next to it? It does. Okay, so if in all these novelty props for all you people out there, if that prop doesn't have a no attached to it, 99.9% of the time, you're getting ripped off. Uh, from that sports book. You want to have a no. So the fact that it has a no, it probably is just the implied value of what it is, right? The sports book known as our friends at DraftKings, they're not trying to rip us off, Drew. They're, they're giving us that no never, option. Never, They love us. They Absol- love us. Thank you. Thank you, DraftKings. We appreciate you. Uh, and the last one that didn't make my list, I had a couple of others that I love, like Leonard Floyd to get a sack at plus 130. I think that's a great number for that. A punt to be a touchback at plus 240. I know they're two great punters, but occasionally those balls roll in the end zone. But the last, like if we had to give out six prop bets, this is my sixth one. Jamar Chase rush yards over four and a half. 
I it, it, it really it was right there. I was so close to keeping that one because they've they've used Chase in some uh, like split option, speed option packages, and a couple of those quick screen passes end up being run plays because they're thrown behind the line of scrimmage and uh, uh, behind Burrow. Chase over four and a half rush yards. Last last one. Last cut. Last cut. Didn't make the well, varsity Tony, team. Tony, th- that actually reminds me of, of, of an, uh, my honorable mention. Um, I haven't played it. I probably will play this because, again, it's minus 240. It's expensive. But Rams players with rush attempts is at three and a half. You can bet the over at minus 240. I do believe, uh, you know, McVay is talking about their stable running backs. I'll get to that later. I have thoughts on that. But, however, if you assume that Akers, Michelle, and Henderson each get a carry, you have to think OBJ or Jefferson is going to get an end around uh, at some point. So I do like over three and a half Rams players for a rush attempt at minus 240. That's it for the honorable mentions, for the bullshit, for the first song of the halftime show, for the Curling League free promo, Southern California Curling Center. Let's get down to the game. We're going to do the propaganda. Five bets from each of the hosts here and ending with the side in total. The propaganda for Super Bowl 56 is coming up next. West Coast Gamblers. Well, Drew, the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. That's right, Tony Squares. And in honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. That means if I bet just $5, I get 280 in free bets if I win. That's right, Tony. And DraftKings Sportsbook is now live from New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. Yes, Tony, the concrete jungle itself. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code WCG, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code WCG at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. You got to be 21 years or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. It's void where prohibited. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. That's promo code WCG for DraftKings Sportsbook. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Okay, boys, it is time to talk about what the whole sporting world is talking about. The West Coast Gamblers are ready to break down the blockbuster NBA trade between James Harden and Ben Simmons. The Nets and the 76ers did it, boys. How excited. Oh, oh no way. No, I'm so sorry. We're not going to talk about that at all because who gives a flying fuck? It's time to talk about the Super Bowl. It's the propaganda. It's happening. The big game. Dangles, what do we have on Sunday? We have... It's it's the big one. It's the it's the most unlikely, and I might add my pick with that you guys chuckled at me for when you asked what would be the most fun Super Bowl matchup to watch. I said Bengals Rams, and here we are. It is Bengals. Oh. It is Rams. It is at SoFi Stadium. Although the the Rams will technically not be the home team for this game, they will be in their away whites. The Bengals are technically the home team at SoFi Stadium. Uh, the Rams' aggregate record is fifteen and five coming into this game. The Bengals' aggregate record is thirteen and seven. 
The spread is four points, and um, unless you find that local book uh, that Drew was talking about, you're probably not going to find it at four and a half too many other places. These numbers right now, uh, folks, are pretty sharp, as sharp as you're going to find them all year long. Total's 48 and a half, gentlemen, and uh, Cincinnati is plus 165 if you want to take them on the money line, and the Rams are minus 200. As you said, Dangles, the, the number right now is as sharp as it can be. This is why we dive into the props. Not only does the Super Bowl offer you every prop under the sun, but it's really the way that you're going to try and, and trick the book here and try to make some money on how you expect it to happen. And in order to do so, you have to kind of know how the game's going to go. You have to kind of have in mind that I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be a blow. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be this, that, or the other thing. That way you can uh, build your uh, props off of that. And hand up. I've been trying to figure this out all week. You could tell me at the end of the day any score, any team won, and I would have believed you. Because I am all over the place with how I see this game going. I am excited for it. I cannot wait to watch it as a fan. But I'm truly lost on who to take on on a spread, on a, a total, all over the place. I love the four props I have, but I don't know how the game's going to turn out. Shea for the Sharp, do you have any feeling on this one? Do you think you know what's going to happen? Well, are we getting down to the nitty-gritty of actually our spread pick right now, Tony Square? Well, I'm saving that for the end. end. I'm more like big-picturing okay. it. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a it's a known fact, if you look at the data from the Super Bowl the last 20, 25 years, that typically these games start slow, right? The, the, the first half are always kind of you know, the glitz and the glamour and, and, and the national anthem and the fireworks. And these teams are kind of feeling each other out. Obviously. Oh my God. If I have to hear one more time about the Rams defensive line versus the Bengals offensive line, <laughs> I literally might shove my fist down my throat and throw up. Stop it. Do you think the Bengal? Oh yeah. The Bengals are going to game plan for that. Okay. We get it. We get it. Since he's offensive line, bad this Rams defense. Good. But you know, it sounds so simple and so elementary and ABC, but this is really, it's a quarterback's game. It yeah. always will be. It always yeah. has been. And it's Joey Burrow and Matt Stafford. And, it, you know, with this really deep analysis here, I mean, I literally think the quarterback that makes the least amount of mistakes will probably give his team the edge for the game. I will say this. The, the one thing I will say in, in breaking down this game is, yeah, if you look at the Rams' path to the Super Bowl, they played a decrepit Cardinals team that looked – completely inept, completely burned out, completely wasn't supposed to be there. Then they play a significant shorthanded uh, TB12 in Tampa Bay when they don't have, you know, two, th- three of their top weapons and a couple offensive linemen banged up. And they play the 49ers who, yeah, they got the monkey off their back after losing six in a row, but did they cover? No, they did not. What's the spread? About the same as the 49ers. So, I, you know, I, I, and on the contrary, the Bengals, you know, go, obviously getting that huge win on uh, against Oakland or um, Vegas, sorry, uh, against <laughs> Vegas, but then going to the one seed on the road, the Titans, uh, dealing with the nine sacks, getting a win, and then obviously the second half against the Chiefs. I do think the Bengals' path has been much more difficult, and they are much more weathered playoff team to this point than the Rams. Dangles, do you have a feel for this one? I, I, I'm in a, a similar boat to you, uh, uh, Tony squares with this one. I mean, how do you handicap a Super Bowl where you're looking at teams, two teams with 126 years of drought between the two cities that are playing in this? Since he's never won in 55 seasons, the Rams haven't won since the pre-Super Bowl days of 1951 when Norm Van Brocklin and Bob Waterfield split quarterback duties for the Los Angeles Rams. (laughs) Yes, they had a two-quarterback system. Go figure it the fuck out, Matt Rule. They had Jumbo Joe Stidahar 
Bahar at head coaching, and he did it with less technology and athletes who weren't in half as good a shape as the guys that you have. Seriously, though, this is like this is a very difficult game uh, to handicap. And and Drew, I you know to your point about sort of the the the, the battle in the trenches, like yeah, it's important, but you know on the Bengals side of things. What's been the theme with them all year? Joe Burrow's been getting sacked all year, and it hasn't really mattered. They've won anyway. They've made it here. Gets sacked nine times in that game against Tennessee, and they made it here. This is a better pass rush than they faced against Tennessee for sure. But I mean, I think that you know, I I, I think the Bengals have showed that even if the Rams' pass rush is great and gets to them to him, it doesn't matter that much. I do think this game, to your point, Tony, about having to need a feel for it. I do think it's going to be close. That's the one thing I feel like as I've tried to go back and forth on this, the one thing every time I think about every which way you could possibly look at this game and how it could possibly come out, I just don't see this game being a blowout. I Mm. just do not. I think these teams are going to keep it close. I would be very surprised if one of these teams comes out and lays an egg. Um, I do think L.A. has zero home field advantage. We've talked a lot about this, but like maybe that works to their advantage in a way um, because – think about it right like they're used to not having home field advantage and you wouldn't expect to have home field advantage at a Super Bowl anyway right like you've already got that mindset you're playing at a neutral site but this year you don't not only have kind of go into the game with that mindset but you're doing it in your home stadium so it's like Mm -hmm. you're not at home but you're home so I don't know maybe uh, maybe I'm doing mental gymnastics there to try and make that work but um, I do think this game is going to be close and um, I don't know man I, I think at the end of the day I personally am just having I'm having a hard time I want to bet on the Bengals. I really do. Every fiber of my being wants me to bet on the Bengals and Joe Burrow. But I just think that the storybook run comes to an end. It's here. a storybook run for Stafford think, and Co. I think too, it man. does. It is well, it is. Um and but I think honestly, I think the Rams have almost more to play for. Cincinnati has great years down the line. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? Like, but but think about how many they of these guys... They sold out to get here, Dangles. Yeah, absolutely. They have to well, they did, they did, but I mean, you know, I mean, okay, Von Miller's on a one-year deal. Odell Beckham Jr. is on a one-year deal. They're probably both going to come back next year, especially if they don't win this year because they're going to want to make it happen again and they know they have the personnel to do it. And the they Rams don't have a first-round draft pick until Luca and Cole are in middle school. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly right. But still, I think, you know, with Matthew Stafford and everything he's been through, Von Miller wanting to prove it here obviously Odell Beckham Jr. has a lot to play for Andrew yeah. Whitworth wants to win himself a championship before uh before he gets out of here Jalen Ramsey of course is I just think there are so many guys on that Rams team that have something bigger than football to play for it's a good question though uh another bet we can make in the prop world what happens first the Rams have a first round pick or Tony finds his uh his own Jesser rally <laughs> In his life. It's an unknown at this Rams point. Rams first round pick. It's an unknown at this point. Let's get into the prop bets, baby. Dangles, I'm going to you first. Each Ooh. of the hosts here is going to have five props for the prop of Palooza. Dangles, you were the worst playoff better, but <laughs> yes, you turned it around. You did the same thing in the regular season. Started off weak, came back in the end. It's the final time, baby. It's the final time to go home. You hit these five props. You're remembered as a champion, which you are. Start us off. First prop of the day. I will always have the regular season. I will always have being the best better of record during the regular season. No one can take that from me. I'm going to start off with something that I think is kind of square here, but I feel like, you know, after my record over the last couple of weeks, I need to 
I need to start with something that I'm pretty confident in. I'm going to go the largest lead under 14 and a half points at minus 125. Like I said before, I think this game is going to be close. This is a bet I'm happy, happy to lose. Again, I just don't see the, you know, I just don't <laughs> see a team going out there and, 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 and sl- slinging up two touchdowns without an answer of some sort because we know Evan McPherson can make 90 yard field goals. So the Bengals are just going to be kicking it from anywhere at any time. So I'm going to go largest lead, minus 125 under 14 and a half i will say all these props and all these bets are from the DraftKings sportsbook because they are our sponsor have been all season long my first bet i gave out on the bet predators in their little uh one sheet they had a bunch of contributors give a prop i love this prop i would i would give it to anybody uh both quarterbacks to throw an interception shape of the sharp you said who whatever quarterback makes the least amount of mistakes is going to win this game i do believe both of them are prone to throw an interception matthew stafford led the league in the regular season interceptions joe burrow was only three interceptions behind him in the regular season and these defenses both of them have an interception in every single playoff game I just think that there's going to be times I don't think either team's going to be able to run the ball there's gonna be a lot of passing from both of them and I just think Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow each are going to make that one mistake that costs them but it'll, it'll even itself out both QBs are throwing interception plus 160 I think that's a lot on Tony the docket squares. I love it uh, shave for the sharp I'll just uh, piggyback off that and give my bet that I gave in the bet in Predators column as well, Squares. And uh, I'm going to play a matchup here. Um, it was a popular matchup last year that I won with, uh, I believe, Chris Godwin brought me home. Um, I'm going Cam Akers uh, head-to-head over Joe Mixon rushing yards. And look, Cam Akers has not been explosive uh, this playoffs. 54 carries for 153 yards. Pathetic, less than three yards per carry. But let's consider who he played against last two weeks, right? Um, the, the first week against the Cardinals, obviously his first week back all season. Uh, then he plays uh, the um, he plays Tampa Bay and San Francisco in consecutive weeks, some of the best rush defenses in the NFL. Mixon, on the other hand, 52 carries, so Akers actually has two more carries than him. And Mixon hasn't really burned the house on either, Yeah, 190. But this is more a correlated uh, of a couple leans here I like. Um, I actually think Mixon will be more featured in, in, in the passing game uh, with the dump-offs coming from the presumed pressure from the Rams' uh, front seven there. So I do lean Mixon's over-receiving yards. However, I like Akers in a head-to-head matchup with Mixon in the rushing yards. And, and, and you know, I've heard McVay say they're going to activate Henderson. It's going to be a three-back stable. I mean, what's he supposed to say? Oh, we're not going to play Henderson? Of course he's going <laughs> to say the that. Super Bowl. I don't I, – I don't buy that for one second. Yeah, is, is Sony going to get some carries? Maybe, but oh, but yeah. let's remember the 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 Bengals are twenty fifth in explosive uh, run plays in the NFL. And our friend Diamond Dave gave out in that same column uh, Cam Akers' longest rush over thirteen and a half, which I also like. But I think he's prone for an explosive play. We get one thirty yard chunk run. I think we're I think we're homeboys. So give me Akers over Mixon individual rushing mashup and. That is at minus 110. Mm, the first props are in the house. Dangles, let's go right to it. What's prop number two? Well, Drew, you just mentioned Sony Michelle, and I, I talked about this on our, our show uh, earlier this uh, this week. I'm going to take Sony Michelle for an anytime touchdown at plus 240. I do think he's going to get carries, particularly near the goal line. Um, uh, you know, we saw those two fumbles against uh, Tampa Bay that Cam Akers had. Obviously, he, he righted the ship, so to speak, against San Francisco. But as you said, Drew, he hasn't been efficient when he's been uh, carrying the ball. So I do think Sony Michelle is going to get his opportunities to carry this. And guys, let me take you back. Just a couple mm-hmm. years mm. to Super Bowl 53. Patriots Rams, final score 13 to 3. A lone touchdown in the game. And who scored it? 
course. Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. One of two players, I believe, only two on the Rams who has Super Bowl experience. He already knows what the spotlight is like. He knows what the pressure is like. He knows what the feel of the game is like and playing in the playoffs. He understands this pressure, and I think he's going to perform. Give me Sony Michelle anytime touchdown plus 240. Vaughn Miller, the other uh, player on the Rams who has Super Bowl experience. My, uh, my second prop, listen, I said I, I wasn't able to give out the first song of the halftime show, but I like the Super Bowl because you can bet crazy-ass shit. And this is a crazy one. I love the cross-sport props, and DraftKings mm-hmm. has a few on there that are very fun. Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks, the point guard who can come out and score 30 and 10 assists at any point. Trey Young, points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. All of those put together versus total first downs in the Super Bowl. I'm taking the Trey Young side of that because even in the Chiefs and Bengals game that went into overtime where they were scoring all over the place. I don't think that's going to happen in this Super Bowl. There were only 45 first downs in that game. You give me a, a 30 and 10 day with a few rebounds, a few steals, a few blocks by Trey Young, he's beaten that number. So Trey Young points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks <laughs> over the total amount of first downs. In the Super Bowl. What's the price on that, Tony? It's minus 110 either side, Drew. It's minus 110 either that, side. I, so, Tony, that's one of the best. I mean, that's unbelievable. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm i dumbfounded that you, like, I can't believe I didn't. I'm embarrassed. I didn't. I, like, I'm playing that. I'm I, I'm, I'm with the squares here. Let's Amazing. go, Trey Young. Let's go, Trey. Yeah. Uh, Shave for the Sharp, like your it. second prop. All right. Well, full disclosure here and a warning. I'm going to give out my next two props are going to be heavily juiced. Um, before Tony Squares yells at me, I got better numbers, but for the people and for our recording, I will give the current numbers. But just know I got better numbers than these. I'm sorry. I'm a sharp. Whatever. What can you do? Uh, for my second prop bet, I am going under 13.5 players to record a reception. It's currently at minus 140. I love this. It's one of my favorite uh, prop bets of the Super Bowl. And when you look at these two teams, guys, obviously they have their big three receivers plus their stud running back. Obviously the Bengals with Chase, Boyd, and Higgins, and Mixon. And then we have the Rams, obviously, with Cooper Cup, OBJ, uh, Jefferson, and Akers. So that's eight, right? So how do we come up with six more to lose this bet? I mean, I'll give you Samaji, maybe Chris Evans. I'll give you Sonny Michelle to catch a pass and maybe Blanton. Um, but what's not being talked about is both these tight ends at the time of this recording are doubtful to play. Yeah. Okay. So that takes basically two pass catches out of the equation. So assuming uh, Samaji, Evans, Bland, and Michelle each record a reception, which I'm not even sure is going to happen. We're still, we're still at 12 players. Yeah. We don't, we don't need one. We need two more. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see the path to this at all. Um, so I really like this bet. I know it's, a, you have to lay a dollar 40. Um, but I laid it and I'll lay it again under 13 and a half players to record a reception at minus 140. Yeah, it, it's tough to come up with 14 people. It really is. Even if you get like the Ben Scrower Nick or whatever the guy is for uh, LA, like you still. I got 12, yeah, man. You're tough. I got 12. It's tough to get there. All right, that's two props each. Dangles, prop number three. All right. Uh, I, I really like this one uh, just because I've been really impressed with what this guy's been able to do all season long. Um, and it, 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 it I don't know, I, I might not I, I might change my mind on playing this depending on how how things shake out. But I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to give Trey Hendrickson to record a full sack 
at minus 125. He's done this in all but three games this season. That includes the playoffs. And as of right now, uh, at least as far as I know, Andrew Whitworth is also questionable uh, to play this game. And even if he is, I don't know if he's going to be at 100%. I think if he can play, he will play. But Trey Hendrickson has been a monster for that front four all playoffs, all season long. I'm taking him to record a full sack at minus 125. I love it, Dangles. I also almost took uh, Cincinnati to score the first sack of the game because it was plus 150, plus 160. Listen, if the Rams get the ball first, there's no deny. Hendrickson, Hubbard, DJ Reader, all these guys can get to the quarterback. There's no reason that should be plus 160. No. Well, and if Witt's out, that number's going to go up even more on, yeah. on that. So get it while you can at minus uh, 125 for Trey Hendrickson to record a full sack. My uh, third prop is also on a Bengals player. Listen, uh, th- this matchup between Chase and uh, Ramsey has gotten a lot of coverage over the week, and it's worthwhile because Chase is an unbelievable athlete one of the best wide receivers in the game in his rookie season and Ramsey is known as one of the best corners in the game but as Dell said who wins that matchup Chase is going to be faster than Ramsey does Burrow even throw to him I'm not sure I think a lot of the game plan is going to be Chase all right you're on that side of the field Ramsey is going to uh, uh, shadow you the whole time let's see what the other guys can do and T Higgins is going to be able to eat against the second cornerback in that Rams offense, especially if T. Higgins continues to run those 15-yard in routes because the Rams linebackers are very bad in coverage. I love T. Higgins' props all over the place. The one I'm going to give out on the show is I think they're looking at T. Higgins quite a bit and T. Higgins over five and a half receptions. I really think this is going to hit. He's he's averaging five receptions a game in the playoffs, but he has 23 targets to get to those 15 catches. Mm. He's going to get more targets in this game just because Chase is not going to get the certain amount that he normally gets. I think T. Higgins is going to be needed for the Bengals to stay in this game and be competitive. And this might not happen until the second half if the Bengals are trying to come back. But I love T. Higgins over five and a half receptions. That's my third prop of the day. Shea for the sharp. I like that, Tony. I am looking to play Higgins as well. I've not actually uh, figured out what I'm going to do, but I definitely will look his way. Nice bet. Um, again, guys, I got this a much better number, but I'm going to give it out. I love this bet. Um, and it's a special teams bet, so it's fun. Ooh. Ooh. We're going to go over six and a half punts. Now, I know you don't watch the Super Bowl to watch punts, <laughs> but these two teams have combined for 20 punts in uh, three in, in their three games, which uh, 20 divided by three, if I'm not mistaken, is 6.66666. Now, we talked about slow starts, but regardless of game script, regardless of three and outs, or maybe slow starts. I just think these two coaches kind of mirror each other. Everyone knows the story now with Zach Taylor, uh, you know, coming from the McVay coaching tree. But both these guys are kind of, you know, they're 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 young, but they're a little old school. They're not analytic geeks. They're not Brandon Staley. God forbid if they're at midfield and it's fourth and three and it's the first quarter, they might they might just punt. Okay, they might just punt. Steve Fezzik would hate it. Exactly, and 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 I do think the Rams with Hecker uh, absolutely have a weapon there. Um, and I don't think they're going to be, you know, if, if 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 especially in the first half, I think we get at least four in the first half, uh, and. We're halfway home. It's again, it's, I got it minus 125. Give me over six and a half punts. Man, with all that punts, it makes me wish I had punt for a touchback at plus 240. I just love that 240 number. All right, fourth prop of the day, diggity dangles. All right, uh, let's go. Look, how do you not bet on the hottest player in the playoffs? Who's been the hottest player all playoffs 
long, who has led his team to where they are now against all odds. I am talking, of course, gentlemen, about Evan McPherson, McPherson. the Bengals kicker. I am taking him, uh, playing him to uh, get over seven and a half kicking points at minus 135. He is 12 for 12 in the playoffs. That is the most ever without a single miss in the postseason. He needs three to break Finitary's record of 14. I don't know if he'll do it, but he needs three. He literally told Joe Burrow before he made his game winner against Tennessee. Well, I guess we're going to the A. AFC Championship. And then he followed it up by making another one in overtime with ice in his veins in the AFC Championship. You can call me square. I do not care. Kickers are people too. This guy is a dude and I want to be rooting for his gangly ass on Sunday. So give me Evan McPherson over seven and a half kicking points at minus 135. Dangles, can I ask you Tony, a, qu a question you might not have the answer to? Well, you're going to anyway, so let's hear it. I, I am going to anyway. Uh, it, why did you take over seven and a half points and not over one and a half feet? goals made because if you're going to get the seven and a half you're likely only going to get there if you get six off of field goals and I just think that's an easier number to hit is the over one and a half field goals made I also say that because everyone in their mother is giving out Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals made which makes me think I want to stay away from it we looked at that bet predator sheet with all the people all the contributors giving out prop bets five of them gave out Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals so I'm just wondering seven and a half points versus one and a half field goals is there a reason you're leaning one way or the other I honestly didn't it was it was the first number I looked at for Evan and I didn't even I kind of I liked it enough I, I didn't even consider the the uh, the option one and a half field goals minus 115 for the over. Shave of the sharp. I want to jump in line here, Tony, because my fourth bet is also on Mr. Evan McPherson. And no, it is not over one and a half field goals made. And no, it is not over seven and a half points made. It is Evan McPherson. Technically, it's the Bengals to make the longest field goal in the game. And this seems like a no-brainer as we just saw Matt Gay come up short from 47 yards. Uh, listen, McPherson obviously has proven his worth. I have forgiven him after that brutal push against the Packers when he missed about seven field goals and needed uh, just one of them to go in for me to win um, a big week in the West Coast Gamblers. But he seems to have some confidence. So this is this is I got this at minus one ten. Uh, Bengals longest field goal made. Give me Evan McPherson. The Bengals, baby. I, I like, like that, that bet, but let's not. Let's not. I mean, you know, Matt Gay. You're not willing to believe that maybe that was just like a bad kick. Like he does. He, he's like uh, a I'm 94. He was like a 94. I'm to think based on your twit. Based on your Twitter video, Dangles, of you kicking field goals, I think you could be the Rams kicker in about six months if you practiced really hard and brought your skates to curling league. How many field goals have you made in your life? Because I've made I, one. I, I believe oh, I, forty-two I, yards is my is forty-two, 42 yards. Is my, yards. My yeah, right. In what in what world have you made a forty-two yard field goal? <laughs> Were you kicking uh, Scottsdale, like a Scottsdale High School, two thousand eleven? Oh, okay. Um, no, no, no rush, no rush, uh, and and a real holder, um, and a toe bash, <laughs> just a toe bash, but forty-two yards. But you know, uh -huh. not, not, not in a game situation, Dangles. I didn't have pads on. I had okay. to kick over a line. Okay. I, uh, I, I will say, I think Matt Gay, and this has come out that he's dealing with an internal injury, not enough to keep him from playing, but apparently enough to keep him from hitting a 40-yard field goal. Shape of the Sharp, I love that bet. My fourth prop, because Shape of the Sharp intelligently cut the line, is on the Los Angeles Rams. And this is another uh, uh, hat tip 
to a bet predator, Mr. Sleepy J. And this is the research mm-hmm. we've done on the team. Chris Dell brought it up. I've brought it up. The Cincinnati Bengals do not let you score in the second half. They are amazing at halftime adjustments. The defensive coordinator is willing to throw some stuff out there and, and make changes on the fly, and it often works. In fact, the uh, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have not allowed more than 11 points in the second half since Halloween. And the Los Angeles Rams team total in the second half right now is 13 and a half points. I love this Rams team. I think this Rams team can light it up at any time. I just really trust this Bengals defense, and I don't think it's going to be a terribly high-scoring game to start. Los Angeles Rams team total in the second half under 13 and a half points at minus 115. Who day that Bengals defense will shut you down in the second half? The question is, will it be enough? But boys... It is time to back up the Brinks truck for the final time in the football season. It is our fifth and final prop, the guarantee from each and every one of us. Dangles, start us off with your back up the Brinks truck prop for Super Bowl 56. I love this bet, gentlemen. I really love this bet. I was talking about this gentleman earlier as one of the people who has so much to play for. I love OBJ over five and a half receptions. It's even money right now. He's hit this in two of three playoff games. The only one he didn't was that wild card game against Arizona where the Rams were up by three scores at the half. Uh, And the most important thing he did in the second half of that game was complete a 40-yard pass down the sideline to Cam Akers on a trick screen play. Stafford has been targeting him a ton lately, eight times versus Tampa, 11 times versus San Francisco. Fewer uh, uh, in the Cardinals game, again, for reasons I just mentioned. And I think also he gets some increased value here from the injury to Tyler Higby, the potential for him to not play is questionable as of right now. Um, uh, you know, I hear as a healthy wide receiver who who isn't going to draw double cover double coverage over Cooper Cup well, at least as long as Cooper Cup is on the field. So I like OBJ over five and a half receptions at plus one hundred. I also love this bet, and it also has to do with a Rams wide receiver. My backup, the Brinkstrup prop for Super Bowl Fifty Six. Listen. Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals is their third wide receiver, but as Chris Dell pointed out, he is very much a short yardage, check down guy. He gets the tough first downs. His long reception in the three playoff games was 9, 10, and 10 yards, okay? Him versus Van Jefferson, also the Rams' third wide receiver. But Van Jefferson is not the short yardage guy. Van Jefferson is not the possession receiver. He is the deep ball guy. He is the guy coming from the slot while Cup is over here, OBJ is over there. They forget about Jefferson and Stafford unleashes it. Van Jefferson to have a longest reception over Tyler Boyd's longest reception is minus 115. I think that's a gimme. I don't think Boyd gets any looks past 10 yards down the field, and I think Van Jefferson gets many looks past 10 yards down the field. Van Jefferson's long reception over Tyler Boyd's long reception at minus 115 is my backup, the Brinks truck lock of the Super Bowl. Uh, Shay for the Sharp, you've killed it on back up the Brinks truck bets all season long. I think you were undefeated in back up the Brinks truck bets in the playoffs. Finish it off strong, my guy. What's the last prop we're giving out for the show? Well, Tony, you referenced the Bengals' uh, second half defense. And while I don't dislike your prop on the under, I think we can get at it in a better way. Uh, you know, in the Super Bowl, you can bet everything, as you know, and it's rare. Um, that you can actually bet uh, pre-flop, if you will, quarter spreads. Yeah. So, did a little research here. Um, my backup, the Brinks truck for Super Bowl prop show will be the Cincinnati Bengals plus one ten on the money line in the third quarter. 
in the third quarter only, pre-flop. And if you want to ask me how many times have Drew, Shaver the Sharp, how many times have the Rams won the third quarter in this year's playoffs? Zero. Uh-huh. Shaver the Sharp, how many times have the Bengals won the third quarter in this year's playoffs? They're 2-1, and one, and they should be 3-0. and oh. They had a little bad luck against Vegas in the third quarter. But we've seen this story before, guys. Uh, regardless of where the game is at halftime, they're playing from catch-up. The Bengals got to, you know, they're going to sling it around. If, 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 if they're leading or it's tied, it's Joey Burrow. It's that Bengals defense is that adjustments. And even if, even if the Rams are up, they're going to be more conservative. I love this bet. What's even more perplexing is the Bengals are minus one. Or sorry, the Bengals are plus one, juiced at minus 140. You can get the money line at plus 110. I think it's a no-brainer. That is my backup, the Brinks truck bet. And it wouldn't be a Super Bowl profapalooza <laughs> if not for one bonus bet from Schaefer the Sharp. I had to bring it out. And listen, the MVP market is always inflated. Every yeah. smart person knows it's kind of silly. But I will say, if you like the Bengals, you want to you sprinkle something on the money line, I definitely would look towards maybe a Joe Burrow MVP bet. I don't see many situations where they win. He's not the MVP. Yeah, Mixon can maybe get a couple touchdowns. McPherson! It's like yeah. plus 12,000. <laughs> no, no, that's actually Daniels. That's actually, I mean, I, that, that's actually not crazy. But I, I, I got to give my Hitman credit, uh, my friend Hitman credit on this one. Um, I tailed it immediately, and I really like it. And I will say this. If you use some of these promotions on these apps, I don't think there's a better way to use these free bets than a bet like this. I really do. Cooper Cup, plus 600 to win the MVP um, for the Rams. Now, I went back and looked. In the last 20 uh, years, uh, guys, there's been four wide receivers to win the MVP in the Super Bowl. Um, I know it's not great podcasting, but do you want to take a guess of the four? I know one of them is Julian Edelman. Correct. Can't help you, Drew. Can't help uh, you. Santonio well Holmes. Okay. Santonio San Holmes, Heinz Ward, and I can't believe there's a Patriot in there, Mr. Dangles, 2005. David Patton. Dion Branch. That's right. Dion Branch. That's right. Okay. Let me read you these stats very quickly. Jules, 10 for 141. Holmes, 9 for 131 and a touchdown. Heinz Ward, 5 for 123 and a touchdown. Branch, 11 for 133. Those are Cooper Cup stats every week. Okay, those are his statistics. Now, God forbid he gets a couple, he gets a touchdown, but everyone, I mean, his his over-under is like 108 right now, and I get Stafford, I, I get Stafford's kind of redemption story. If he has a good game, obviously he'll have it, but I kind of agree with Tony. He is prone to throw a, a bad pick or, 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 or have a kind of a boneheaded play. I really think there's value for the first time in a long time in this MVP market at Cooper Cup, MVP plus 600, that is my bonus bet. And that's it. For the prop list, there's a lot of them. A lot of props that we gave out, but we did well last year. We're going to do well again, but we cannot end this show without giving a pick for the game. Side and total. Dangles, you're going to go first. Well, fellas, I got to go uh, with the Rams here. Um, I talked about this earlier. I just can't quite get to the Bengals. Um, I, I think the Rams' experience shines through here. I don't, I'm don't. i not attributing it to the to a home field advantage or it, if for any reason because they're playing in Los Angeles. I think Cincinnati Bengals fans would be much more likely to sell their car and their house and their RV and, and their Skyline Chili membership card to come out here and actually see a Super Bowl as opposed to Rams fans who are kind of sparse and few and far between. Not that there aren't some diehards out there, but I just really think the experience shines through. Like I said, I think the Rams have a lot more to play for. Um, and I think Matthew Stafford though, knows this might be his shot. This might be it. And and with a man with nothing to lose is a dangerous man indeed. Joe Burrow has his career to lose. Matthew Stafford has pretty much 
pretty much nothing to lose at this point. And this is his shot, and I think they take it. And then the total? Oh, and then, uh, yes, of course, the total under. I like the under here, I think, at 48 and a half. I know, I feel like the sexy bet is is the over in this situation. Everybody wants points, 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 uh, as the West End gamblers would say in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it very well could over, but uh, good, could go over. But the Rams don't score a lot of points at SoFi Stadium. Uh, and traditionally, Super Bowls do tend to lean to the under. So I am going uh, I am going with the Rams here at minus four, and I'm going with the to- under on the total 48 and a half. How did we not call into the West End gamblers to give them to have them give out a prop with these cross sport promotions? There's like soccer oh, ones you could man. take. That that's an opportunity. Well, you said on the podcast us. we were never gonna ever have them on the show again, Very and I true. think they probably and I think they took that personally. Probably they're pieces of crap anyway. Uh, Dangles, I agree with you on the under. I'm also on under 48 and a half. I don't think it's gonna be a terribly high scoring game. I could be wrong on that, but I I remember. A long, long time ago that there was a Rams team that was known as the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, and they were just dominating offensively all over the place. It was so much fun to watch them play on turf. And then they played this upstart underdog. Nobody really knew who they were, team, and the New England Patriots and Thomas Edward Patrick Brady the third. And Brady came out, and those Patriots shocked the world. And I kind of see the similarities in the Cincinnati Bengals team. Mm. I'm taking Cincy plus four along with the under mm. 48 and a half. I just, I, I cannot bet against Joe Burrow right now. I love these Rams. I could, I'm happy if I'm wrong here and Matthew Stafford wins one, McVay wins one. All those guys deserve it. But this Cincinnati Bengals team has been proving us wrong week after week after week. Cincy plus four, under 48 and a half. Shea for the Sharp, close us out. This is our third Super Bowl we've covered together, and I've been on the Chiefs both times um, <laughs> because I, 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 I've, I've thought, and, and they're favorite both times, and I've thought uh, that they had the quarterback edge the last two years. Obviously, uh, TB12 proved me wrong, and uh, I got burned. Um when I when I break down this game, I really do think it's a quarterback's game. And who would I rather? I, I always say this: Who would you rather have the ball with, with two minutes left to win the game? And you know, I love Matt Stafford. Um, I will say I'll be very happy for him if he wins. Uh, I I think he deserves everything that he he's got this year, and, and I couldn't be more thrilled for him. Um, but if you look at these two teams, is it unreasonable to think that Joe Burrow is equal or better? No. Uh, than Matt Stafford. It's not unreasonable. Not is, it a, unreasonable not think, is it unreasonable to think that the Bengals receivers are better or at least equal than the Rams receivers? Is it no. unreasonable to think that the Bengals' defense statistically is just as good as the sexy big names Rams defense, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, uh, Jalen Ramsey? Statistically, the Bengals in the second half, they're better. Now, coaching. Coaching is interesting. Um, McVay's kind of wonder boy. I've kind of lost some shine on him this year. Um, and Zach Taylor's going to have everything he, uh, he he's going to want from uh, – he, he's going to have to coach his ass off for them to win this game. What I'm trying to say is these two teams, to me, are fucking equal teams. They're equal teams. I really believe they're equal teams. You put Joe Burrow's moxie in. I, I saw something on Twitter – He's had nine games where he's had to win in his career since he's been in high school. In those nine games, since win and go home, he's nine and zero with thirty one touchdowns and two interceptions. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to put this on him. Like Tom Brady's retiring, do we have another Tom Brady? Is he the Joe Montana? Who is this guy? But I cannot, I cannot bet against Joe Burrow betting getting four points 
again, if this was a pick him, it'd be it'd be a freaking. This isn't again. It, it's almost it's almost scares me because it's too easy. I'm absolutely mm-hmm. all over the Cincinnati Bengals plus four. And as far as the total, Tony, I, I tell the people I don't make bets that I don't place myself. I will not be placing a bet on this total. I've never been so, I, I've never been so confused about a total in my life. I, I can see this going. I can see this game literally in like the twenties, or, or I'm sorry, like the mid thirties or the mid sixties. I don't want anything to do with it. This is the one thing I'll say. I'm gonna pass on the total. Go play some squares. Just go play some squares. Have some fun. Honestly, bind some squares. Have I would, some fun. Shave the I, no, shark. seriously. Complete pass on the total. The, Sorry. Don't bet on but the total you, in the Super Bowl. There's so many good props out there. There's so many good props to well, bet on. Well, I'm not going to say that. I, I'm just saying this this game specifically. Not good as in I, numbers. I, just good as in more fun than betting a fucking total in a Super Bowl. Well, of course, Dangles. But I'm saying if I had if I thought there was an edge or there was, there was a bet to be made, or even a lean, but I guess it, you know, gun to my head, Tony. I guess I'll join you guys on the under. But I, I seriously, I, I don't want anything to do with this number. Um, I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea how the game script's going to go. But I will say, I love the Bengals plus four. Um, I think in a perfect world, uh, maybe Stafford wins, gets his ring. The Rams have a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, they go one in sixteen. Lions get the number one pick next year. Uh, Sean McVay has never happy. had a losing season as a head coach. Oh He's man! Only missed the playoffs once. Hey, so. that's it. Not likely. That's it for the propaganda. That's it for the West Coast gamblers football season. We'll be coming out in the end of February with the QB list. A very God, it's going to be a very interesting list this year with the QB How list. How high will PJ Walker make it? This year, how high will Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold be ranked <laughs> by Tony this year? It's gonna be great. It's I gonna cannot be great. wait. Who's, I, Who will win the Nathan Peterman Award? I, I think the top ten is gonna be completely different than last year. It's gonna be a blast. Can to we talk give? About. Are there nomin? Can we give some nominees? To me, it's a strong case for a New York Giant. It's a strong case for Jake Fromm or Mike Glennon. Jake Fromm is uh, is Jake is Fromm or Mike Glennon. To... They might go one two. They might go one two. If you had told me at the beginning of the season or when the news broke that. Uh, that Mike White would be starting for the New York Jets if you had told me he won't be the worst quarterback and I would have laughed you off the podcast. That's it for the West Coast Gamblers, for the propaganda. Good job by us for uh, uh, not betting the coin toss. A-plus, guys. Because Who bets if, the coin toss? If you're betting the coin toss, you are allowed to call the 1-800-GAMBLER in your state. And that's yes, it for the West Coast Gamblers. For Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Shafer the Sharp, Drew Shafer, Crookston, and as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.